Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahachko, and uh, as this episode drops, happy Father's Day to all of you dads, or dads-to-be out there. Uh, you are appreciated. We'll just get that out of the way. No hoss this weekend, as he he forgot that we do a podcast every week, and he is in uh, Branson, Missouri, Lake of the Ozarks area of Missouri. Uh, in fact, uh, he spent Saturday night in the emergency room. Good job, Hoss. I don't know how it happened. I saw what happened, uh, or the end result. Uh, look forward to having story time when he returns to the show next weekend, assuming, of course, that he doesn't go on another weekend adventure and leave me all alone. But I'm not all alone because the coronation cross-examination continues this week. And we are going to turn the scope uh, to a younger, I don't want to say younger audience, but a younger target, if you will. And uh, joining me for his debut, noticing a theme here, a lot of Coronation staffers are making their uh, Five Heart Podcast debut on this series. We're going to have to change that up in the next calendar year. Hear from more uh, voices. But making his Five Hearts debut is Evan Weeby. Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, sir. Yourself? Oh, pretty good. Pretty so, good Saturday night. Yeah, not you know. I, well, how old are you? Nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so let's. You could have many better <laughs> Saturday nights than, than <laughs> skyping with me for the yeah, podcast. I, I, I will in the future. We'll say that. Um, I I was nineteen. My Saturday nights were typically spent uh, at a buddy's house, uh, usually playing Xbox. You know, because it was 2001, um, and, okay, so, Evan, you're young. Back in 2000, 2001, there was this thing called the Xbox, and it was a large black square with, like, a green circle in the middle with an X on it. It was the original Xbox, not the Xbox One. Don't let them confuse you. It was just a big black box, and it was heavy as shit. Um, But you could, you know, get a... We had... We would have... We're nerds, so we'd have LAN parties with Halo. Uh, do kids even play Halo anymore? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's as popular as it was back then. I well, yeah, I don't see, I don't watch commercials. App- app- apparently, the newer games are not as good. I, I, I could see that. Th- those original ones were great for what they were, especially at the time. Yep. Um, but here's a here's a little fun fact for you and for everybody listening. Um, because my high school didn't have football, because I didn't really have a whole lot of exposure to football mm-hmm. uh, announcing, when I took a job as the voice of the Shadron Cardinals, Shadron, Nebraska, a thousand miles from home at the time, um, <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, I need to, I need to get in on the terminology and in a hurry. So I, it wasn't Madden; it was like Xbox's version of Madden, but it was, you know, NFL. Uh, I can't remember if it was just. Was it 2K? No, it wasn't even. It was pre-2K. Um, oh, wow. It was okay. just, it, it was NFL Pro or something like that. But, I mean, 
it had the NFLPA and NFL licensing, official teams, official rosters, things like that. Um, but I just I just picked off some terminology from that and went in uh, to that first game in Torrington, Wyoming, and I'm like, okay. Uh, I still sucked because I didn't know any of the players. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll say this. And, and we'll we'll touch on it as we go on. But what, you're going to school right now. What are what are you pursuing? So, uh, actually, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I was I was going to go into sports broadcasting, uh, but I just kind of I was like, man, this is gonna be so hard to get a job at ESPN someday. It's <laughs> especially when they fire <laughs> you got a, a lot, lot of people today. Yeah. Well, and so I switched my major to advertising and public relations and the university of nebraska lincoln that's where i go to school um we the the college of journalism mass communications actually just added a new major this past fall which is called sports media and communication and so i'm double majoring in both of those advertising public relations and sports media and communication nice um what what i learned very early on is it didn't matter how many you know how many technical terms that i knew until i was quick enough and familiar enough with the players it didn't mean anything because it was like ah there goes quarterback 13 he sure is uh <laughs> you know it, it and yeah you're everything's delayed because you're always looking down at the roster what helped me uh really well was basketball season because uh in in much of nebraska but especially small town nebraska you know the, the football players also play basketball and then they run track and they play you know out in out west when there's where there's not high school uh baseball they play legion ball in the summer so by the time football season came around again and there's you know 22 names or 22 uh, bodies on the field i've seen these guys for a full year in, in about every sport you know wrestling as well and so i'm like all right boom 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 you know i i, I fell in, into a groove that the second and third years out there and, and even my fourth season where i had a lot more fun uh were really great times for me, uh, calling football because I had the the technical terminology down, I had the names down, and that that was the big big things for me. Um, so awesome, man! And and hearing that you're uh, pursuing, you know, a- athletic related endeavors, both in, in media and in public relations, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. As, as we go on uh, and and truly begin the cross examination. So our <laughs> first question: Are you a Nebraska native? Yes, I am. I'm from Papillion, Nebraska. Lived in the same house all my life. Are are, are your parents home right now? Uh, I'm actually at my apartment in Lincoln. Oh, okay. So yeah. you don't you don't live in the same house then? No, nope, all your nope. life. You lied. <laughs> I moved how, out. How moved are, out when I got to college? How are we going to establish trust if you're lying on the first question? <laughs> well, technically, I still have residency at my parents' house, so I do technically live there. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, just so you know, going back to the, the the Saturday nights before I was hanging out, uh, you know, with with my friends playing video games, my Saturday nights, and I've I've said this on other podcasts as well. Uh, without fail, man, nine o'clock. No, yeah, nine o'clock rolls around. Walker, Texas Ranger. That was <laughs> that was Saturday night entertainment with mom and dad. My sister was a few years older than me, so she'd be out, you know, doing whatever. Man, Walker, Texas Ranger. Chuck Norris rolls on, and you know it's going to be a good Saturday night if it's a new episode. All right, moving on. Um, so, uh, in Lincoln, I'm, I'm 
nothing specific. I, I I don't need your address. You know, we're not sending you a care package. Yeah. Um, but uh, how do you like living in Lincoln? Um, I actually really like it. When I when I moved from Papillion, you know, I don't know who all is familiar with Papillion. It's a suburb of Omaha, and the one thing that I really liked about Papillion was it felt like a bigger city to where there was a lot, like, a lot of stuff to do. It wasn't like a western Nebraska-type field town, um, and it was close enough hey, to whoa, Omaha whoa, whoa, where you whoa. could... I, I, take, I take offense to that western Nebraska remark, <laughs> sir. <laughs> hey, I, I I love western Nebraska. My my grandparents are from Dakin. I know that's not necessarily western Nebraska, but uh, I love small towns. It's I, just I wouldn't want to live there, personally. I actually just um, saw this on a uh, on a Twitter thread. They were talking about Western Nebraska, and, and somebody said, yeah, "Anything past York is Western Nebraska," and uh, and in Western Nebraska, that's kind of the feeling that I, I say we, you know, from the time out there. But that's yeah. kind of that. That's how we feel that you know Eastern Nebraskans think. It's like, yeah, anything, anything past uh, like Hastings and Grand Island might as well be in Colorado and Wyoming. That, that's that's the that's our mentality based on. You know what? What the feedback we receive from from back east, from the uh, the central time zone, if you will. So yeah, you eastern no, Nebraskans I mean, can I could, suck I it. I can definitely see why people say that. And it is a hell of a long drive. I've made that drive numerous it times. It is a nightmare. But um, one day, in a day, my wife and I drove from our house in Illinois to Scotts Bluff for a friend of ours' wedding that weekend. Oh. And yeah, it was like. 16, 18 hours, something like that, in the vehicle. But uh, when we left our home, it was 70 degrees, sunny, middle of April. (laughs) Uh, You get up there, it's snowing. Yeah, well, yeah, and and all through Missouri was rain. We get uh, finally a little bit of break uh, in the southeast corner of Nebraska, and then, yeah, there's snow on the ground, you know, everything past, well, about North Platte, so... It's like, man, we, mm-hmm. we we got to experience two or three different uh, uh, seasons in one day, in one drive. Thanks. Well, that's Nebraska for you. Oh, for sure. Uh, but going back to uh, you know the the jabs at Western Nebraska, but uh, uh, you know, talking about Papillion and, and growing up there, um, how does that differ? You know, because you said it's a suburb of Omaha, so you're, you're close to stuff. But how does that differ from being in Lincoln, where uh, I mean, Omaha is still, I don't know, if I hope I'm saying this correctly, but probably the cultural center of Omaha, or I mean, of, of Nebraska, if that makes sense. I mean, it's it's yeah, the biggest no, it city. Uh, but but Lincoln's, you know, there's a lot to do in Lincoln. I, I really enjoy Lincoln as a city. So uh, how, do the, how do the two compare? And, you know, it might be because I was younger when I lived in Papillion full-time. But, I mean, I personally think there's more to do in Lincoln. Uh, partly that's because I'm in college. Um, but the one th- the one similarity that I really see between Lincoln and Papillion, which I personally like Lincoln better now, is you go to, like, the outs- not necessarily the outskirts, but you get out of downtown Lincoln, and there are different pockets of neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And especially like in South Lincoln, they have some really nice neighborhoods over there. Um, same with way out east in Lincoln. And, you know, I, I personally like neighborhoods like that. That's what I'm comfortable with because, you know, that's where I grew up in Papillion. 
but you're still very close to Lincoln and like the downtown Lincoln area. So that's that's what I like about Lincoln. Um, you don't have to get on the interstate to get to downtown like you do from Papillion to Omaha, or from yeah from Papillion to downtown Omaha. So that's what I like. Um, I, I still do love Papillion. If I could end up starting a family someday, someday there, that'd be perfect for me. And and isn't it? Um, it, it really was. I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, but really says a lot about the community that you grew up in. That you know you'd want to return there and to raise you know a family of your own. So that's oh yeah. And and really, I'm not gonna lie. The only thing I knew know about uh, Papillion. You know, coming into this conversation is that it's apparently very close to La Vista. So yeah, um, it is. To the- uh, fun fun fact for you, Papillion was actually named one. I think the best place to live in America, in I think 2012 or 2013, something really? like that. And it's been on the top five list ever since. That that I did not know that. I am. Mm-hmm. I was gonna try to make a a wisecrack, but I've got nothing. Um, <laughs> so. So we'll just move on then. Uh, we we talked. You are a student at uh, the University of Nebraska Lincoln, um, and we've talked about your academic pursuits. But uh, obviously, if you're living in the city and you've got an apartment, you you've got to have a day job as well. And and you know, in in, in talking like we did in in uh, you know just scheduling this, figuring it out, you're like, hey, this is when I work. So so what is your day job, as it were? Um, I work at Blue Blood Brewing Company. That's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> now you have my full interest in it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you, you had that from the beginning. So so you are obviously familiar with our, our good friend, friend of the show, and coordination yep. contributor, Mr. Ty Peter Hunnitz. See, see him pretty frequently. Yeah. You know what? You know who who doesn't see him very frequently? You. I, well, I was going to say the, the Slack chat room. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, really. Ty, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we miss you, man. <laughs> Come on, Ty. So, uh, what? what, I I mean, I don't really miss talking to Denver Broncos fan. (laughs) Uh, So you're a Chiefs fan. Yep, Chiefs fan. Uh, You know what? The the Husker, you know, Husker fans graduate to all all types of uh, uh, pro teams. So that's all right. (laughs) Um, What do you do? What do you do at the uh, the fine Blue Blood Brewing Company? Um, I'm just a host right now. All right. Um, I pretty much mainly work on the weekends. Um, I'm hoping like to get a, this internship that I applied for and interviewed for at Nelnet. It's a intern for uh, being a copywriter and social media guy. Um, should be finding out here in the next week or so. Um, just really hoping I get that because I haven't had an internship yet besides um, I did have an internship in the fall for Husker Vision. I was a camera guy there, but uh, since I'm graduating college in three years, it's I just feel like the I just feel the pressure of needing the internship soon. Sure, if you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. And um, let's talk about that because uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I graduated college in two years. Uh, oh wow! But it was a community college, and it was only you know two years <laughs> for my associates. Uh, so, what type of you know course load? I, I imagine if you're you're trying to get you know four years of of coursework crammed into three years, then you're you're taking an awful lot of credit hours. Yeah, I am. Um, I 
came into college with, I think, nine credit hours. That was from the AP classes that sure. I took in high school. Um, so that left me with 111 credits to go. Um, first semester of college, I, I think I took like 16 credit hours. Second semester, or no, I took 17 and I took 16 as a, a freshman year spring semester guy. Uh, last summer, the only college class I took was Spanish which that was my third semester. I'm awful at Spanish, so I wanted to take that at, uh, online through Metro. Um, and then this past fall, I think I took 16 credit hours, and then um, this past spring I took 18, kind of 19, because I took a pop-up class about drones. Um, so, yeah. And then this summer I'm taking... A total of twelve already completed one class. That's awesome. About halfway through the next one, then this next fall I'll be taking. Actually, I get the class schedule right here. <laughs> be taking sixteen, then thirteen in the spring. That is a, a pretty heavy course load. Uh, I wish you well. Um, I was. <laughs> I I say I. I say this a little self-deprecating. I, I didn't ever consider myself a good student. Like, I made good grades, and my mom was all, you know, as, as most moms are, you know, I probably like, you know, if you'd have just applied yourself, you could have made straight A's. I'm like, yeah, that that whole applying myself thing. And, and I grew up in a different time uh, than you as, and, and I don't say this, you know, better or worse or anything, but when, yeah, I, yeah. when, I, when I got home from school, there was a little cartoon on after school called the X-Men. You may have heard of them. Um <laughs> And uh, so I was like, yeah, X-Men's on. And I would sit there and do homework in front of the TV, which, hey, if you are a, a student listening, I don't advise that. Um, I, I don't, if, you know, I just don't advise doing homework in front of the TV. Um, but anyway. I can barely I can barely do homework listening to music. Yeah. I, I, but at the same time, me and homework and silence, I was going to, like, pull my hair out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. So, um a lot, a lot of uh, schoolwork ahead of you, and trying to get done in uh, three years. I have to ask. I mean, it's pretty brave coming on the podcast, knowing that you have an internship pending. Any concerns about any any blowback from from your appearance here today? Oh, no. Uh, I gave a. I actually gave the guys. They're the guy that I interviewed. I sent them the few uh, coordination articles I've actually written. Um, you know. So I'm not too worried. Um, I've, he was actually really impressed that I was able to get on track to graduate in three years, especially with two majors. Yeah, that that is. I'm not pandering. I'm not saying this just because you're you're on the line with me, but that's impressive as hell. Um, so let us move on. We're we're really going to start talking uh, Husker stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nineteen years old. Are you a lifelong Husker fan? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, oh you're just, yeah. Just born into it, and and yeah. My dad has about fifty old Nebraska games on VCR, and uh, I think I yeah I went to the my first game uh, in two thousand five when it was when we played Wake Forest at home. My dad said I fell asleep um, during that game, but. Um, I don't really remember any of the 05 season. I do remember the 06 season pretty well, though. Um, I remember in 
05, we were playing uh, Michigan in the Alamo Bowl. And that, oh, that was 05, right? Uh, yeah, yes. 05. I, I remember that uh, game vividly. Well, my parents actually, like, my, me and my sister's Christmas gift that year was uh, a trip to Disneyland. So uh, my dad and I actually wanted to cut the trip short a couple of days so that we could come home and watch the Husker game. Did that get vetoed? And yeah, that that we actually won that argument, which oh, was wow. funny. Yeah. And the, I, I still remember the last play of that game. That's one of those uh, last plays that's that's pretty unforgettable. Uh, it's it's not quite as memorable as as the Stanford marching band, but it's no. But it's I mean it's up there because uh, you know and I mean th- this was our team so right. Um, but you know it, it's yeah you you just don't forget you know everybody rushing the field prematurely. Um, so it, if '05 was your first season or, or your first game in person do you have like an earliest memory of of maybe not necessarily watching it in person but maybe you know sitting you know watching a game on tv with the family or something like that or or hearing it on the radio and and like your first maybe husker memory um i i would say that i've been a husker fan for so long that I don't necessarily know what my first memory is. I, I think I can narrow it down to two. Um, I don't remember the first Husker game I went to um, at all, but I do remember going to the 2004 spring game. Okay. I remember uh, going to that. It was, it was a pretty hot day out. Um, I, I remember walking down through the North Bottoms with uh, my parents that was like the vivid part about that. I remember sitting on the stands a little bit. Uh, but the other one that I remember is my dad and I were watching a Nebraska versus Texas game from, I have no idea what year it would have been, but I remember I was just, you know, little kids have so much energy. So I was just bouncing up and down on the couch. Couldn't really concentrate because <laughs> I didn't really like football at this time. Uh, my dad always, tells me about how when I was, you know, three years old, I, I'd always want to come down and watch cartoons. And, um, and then once uh, on Saturday mornings, my dad would have to, you know, get up and go upstairs and watch the games up there. But um, I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised he let me watch cartoons. I would have <laughs> told me to sit down and start watching some football and become a man. Um, but no, about a year later I did and literally haven't looked back. It's one of those things, uh, you know, for a lot of kids growing up, you know, Saturday morning cartoons ended uh, when Soul Train came on, and you are not old enough to remember Soul Train. Um, okay, uh, I might be. Is is Soul Train that music show? Uh, mu- more dance than music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, th- right. that, it, honestly, haven't thought about that in a decade, but yeah. I actually remember um, when the cartoons would end, that show would come on, and I actually remember getting scared because I had no idea what was happening. Okay, that that's another conversation for uh, another time. <laughs> but but what I was going to say is, you know, for most kids, Saturday morning cartoons end uh, with Soul Train. You know, but if you're a Husker fan, Saturday morning cartoons end at eleven o'clock when you change mm-hmm. channel, and uh, and Nebraska's got that early game. Um, 
unless you know the the family's all about college, watching ESPN College Game Day, which I, I you know some days I take it or leave it or turn in, tune in for the last you know ten or fifteen minutes uh, catch the picks. Um, I like the picks. That's about it. I mean, you know, and you can say what they want. I, I know ESPN tries or at least makes it look like they're trying, but I think there's still a lot of <laughs> there's still a lot of bias there. So um, oh, I agree. Well, let's move on, shall we? Um, Sounds good. Going to reorder these a little bit. We, we've got a couple of favorite Husker dot, dot, dots questions. But before we get to the really good, let's ask this one. Uh, and, and if you've listened to the other episodes, you know what question I'm, I'm about to ask. But of the four fired coaches, uh, Frank Solich, Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, which do you wish, uh, most wish would have been successful? Um, you know, obviously – you know the the common answer is well you know I'm a fan of the team I want them all to be successful but but if you had to pick one of those four who would have you know found the groove and and been successful and and you know would still be here and and maybe gotten the team over the hump you know past the plateau uh, who would it be? Well, I kind of have an interesting answer. Uh, I I wasn't around. For the Frank Solich era, like, I don't remember any of that. Obviously, I was born right when the Frank Solich era was starting, but I had watching games when I was a month old. Sure. Um, my dad actually blames me for the loss in, at Texas A&M, I think, in 98. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so personally, I would have liked Frank Solich to have been the guy to get over the hump, um, and partly uh, I say that because then none of this Bill Callahan and Mike Riley would have happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hopefully you may have happened, but I think that, you know, maybe Frank just, he was still coaching and he just hasn't gotten it done. Let's say we fired him after last year. I still think that Scott Frost would be our next guy, no matter what. I would... But, but the thing is, if Frank was around, Scott Frost might still be around as like a assistant coach. So maybe you didn't have the head coaching experience. So you never know. I could. I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, I'm going to throw another uh, hypothetical in there. If, if Solich had you know gotten us over the hump, uh, you know over the plateau, however you want to phrase it, um, and had a longer tenure. It's possible that yes, Scott Frost, you know, goes and and this is gonna. I don't know how else to phrase it. I mean, I I I, I do, but I really just want to say sows his wild oats uh, at at other <laughs> at other schools and at other uh, you know uh, NFL programs. Um, but really, you know, sit under the learning tree of, of some of the the finer coaches that have been around in the last twenty years um, and still come back in maybe not as the head coach. Uh, you know, this year, uh, but maybe in, in some of the more recent years, maybe come back as as a you know offensive coordinator or something like that, and then mm-hmm. and then we we keep that you know that Devaney to Osborne to Solich and then Frost, you know we keep that that uh, family tree intact, so to speak. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, interesting take. It's one that we haven't heard yet uh, on on the show in the cross examination. So. Um, no, I, I I have I didn't I wasn't around for a whole lot of the Solich era uh, when I got out to Nebraska, 
Um, mm-hmm. But but I mean the guys, you know, ever since he left Nebraska, he's been at Ohio, and again, different yep. school, different expectations, but he's still there. I mean, and that's exactly fifteen years almost something like that. So, um, you know, obviously he's as, as a man. You know, I don't think anybody can say you know anything wrong about Frank Solich as a coach. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what uh, Steve Peterson was expecting from him. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, if you think about it, he's the last coach to uh, get us to a conference t- uh, championship. So, or, or a and conference the national title. championship. So, that's true. But, I mean, as far as winning, uh, he was yeah. the last one who, who you know, under his tutelage, they won a, a conference championship. So, uh, interesting. I, I like that take. Uh, do you have an all-time – favorite Husker and it doesn't necessarily have to be football uh, you know if it's you know whoever it would be but do you have an all time favorite Husker athlete okay so I will I'll give you two um, I know that kind of defeats the purpose no it would be like one A and one B it's fine yes yeah, so I, I feel like this is kind of a cop out since he's recent but then again I'm 19 um, Amir Abdullah he he was definitely my favorite Husker football player of all time. Um, and then one B would be Siobhan Shields. Uh, okay. I just love how he was a legacy player. His dad played football here, and he played basketball. And he didn't, you know, he he had the opportunity to you know explore the NBA after his junior year, but he, he didn't. He was just like, nope, I'm staying at Nebraska. Let and and that's by, by the way, a couple of you know class. Uh, examples. I mean, both of, both excelled at their craft at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you know, a little bit more. Uh, I would say based on on the success he had, you know, the on field product for uh, Amir yeah. Abdullah. Uh, but yeah, Siobhan Shields uh, is yeah, I, nothing but respect for him. And like you said, that legacy of, of you, know, you know, obviously the son of Will Shields. And and I, I wanted to ask you and. Unfortunately, I didn't. I don't have the name on the top of my head, but Siobhan Shields was one of two legacy players on that team a couple of years ago. And Edmar. thank you. Um, <laughs> you know exactly. And, and, and I was like, I, the 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 name was on the tip of my tongue, but there was a disconnect between uh, my brain and, and my mouth. So, what what do you think? And and you being you know younger, I, I really appreciate your opinion on this. What was the difference between a Siobhan Shields and an Ed Morrow Jr.? Uh, like you said, both legacy players. Um, you know, Morrow Jr. had the opportunity. I mean, he was the big man that, that we, you know, needed. Uh, and he was going to be a guy on the team starting he, he, every game. He was going to be the inside force. So, in your opinion, what – what and and I'm, it's an unfair question because I'm asking you to, you know, think – uh, you know, put put yourself in in the shoes of of those two individuals. But why did it work out so well for one and not the other? Um, I I, I think that mainly it was because Siobhan Shields was the only scorer on that team. Like you, you had Andrew White the third. Uh, did he play with Andrew White the third? I can't. Yeah, remember. he would have. Um, oh. there would have been a little crossover there. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, because I think Andrew White the third his senior season would have been Siobhan's senior season as well, 
and then uh, Andrew White transferred. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. I could be completely wrong. You guys can tell me if I am. Is that something? Uh, does later. that sound? Does that sound like something we would do? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, um, come on now, but, fella. But I, you know, he was he was the the guy. Uh, and Ed Morrow Jr. He he got hurt. I remember he was out for like eight games or so in the middle of the season. And I I just feel like he felt that he wasn't going to be the guy, the main guy. And I. I Personally, I think that, that that's why he transferred. Um, I wish he wouldn't have. I, I can't remember. I know J- Jacobson went to Iowa State, right? But Ed Morrow Jr., where did he go? He went to Mar- Marquette, right? I think so. Uh, by the way, there was a uh, a year, it was the 2015-2016 season, that Andrew White III, Siobhan Shields, and Ed Morrow Jr. were all on the roster. Mm-hmm. It was the senior that, season. That was the redshirt year of Ed Marr, right? Right. Ed Marr, and, and it was the senior season for Siobhan and the junior season for Andrew Dang White. I, I almost corrected myself. <laughs> We're going to let it go. It's okay. <laughs> um, I usually don't mess up on stuff like that. Oh, I thought you were going to say I usually don't mess up. <laughs> no, I mess up all the time. Just not Nebraska stuff. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, no, I, I like... I like those uh, two picks. We, we spent a little bit more time talking about Siobhan there, but uh, um, Amir Abdullah, and he had the opportunity to come back and kind of do a little announcing on the spring game as well. What did you think of him in the broadcast booth? Well, unfortunately, I was at the game. I know that's so unfortunate of me, um, but I did rewatch a little bit of it and say, watch okay. some highlights and you know, I thought he did really good. He's a fluent speaker, and I, I, I've always liked that about him. Here, he 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 always has good, like I guess, word choice. Um, and I know some people might not agree with me, but uh, it's whatever. I've always liked hearing him talk ever since that. Uh, what was that? The Big Ten Media Days luncheon mm-hmm. that he spoke at before his senior year. I want to talk because. He came to Nebraska to to be a running back, had offers to be you know, like return man, things like that, uh, you know, back down south, either Auburn or Alabama, I think, wanted him to, to walk on. Um, for all of the – and this is going to uh, really chap Haas's ass when he listens because I'm going to bring up a name that he hates it when I bring up. But for all of the Noah fans who, you know, don't get – I don't want to say don't get their way. I mean, I don't begrudge any 18, 17, 18-year-old uh, kid for making the choice to play where they want to play and, and play the position that they want to play. But for every Noah Fant you lose out on, you get, I think, someone like an Amir Abdullah who, you know, you're the benefit of maybe his first choice not wanting him to play the position that that it, he has his sights on. And I would say, at least in this case, it worked out pretty well for Nebraska and for Amir. Well, I, I would too, and you know, to touch on that Noah Fant, Noah Font, however you say his name, um, situation. The, the one thing that I'm looking for in Scott Frost, besides on the field production, is I want in ten years to have every single kid growing up in Nebraska to be a Husker fan. I went through high school, and uh, I mean, you know, kids like Nebraska. 
but they weren't crazy about Nebraska like me. I, I would say that my one best friend is probably the only guy that was crazy about Nebraska football. Not on my level, but close enough to where I could talk to him all the time about Nebraska football sure. and would never get bored. Do you think it's because, and and don't take this as like me picking on you for your youth or anything like that, but like most kids your age, you know, the kids that you would have gone to school with, they weren't alive in the 90s, so they don't know how good Nebraska was. Well, yeah, I, and, I think that's I think that that's the main reason. And, and, and as, you know, the, a lot of the guys that have graduated, like I've been out of high school for two years now, a lot of the guys that, you know, like Texas or whatever, uh, for some stupid reason, <laughs> just because they, they were good when they were a little kid, sure. so they liked them. Uh, you know they've grown up and they're like, man, Nebraska football is actually really fun. And and yeah, you find plenty of people who jump on the bandwagon, be it you know Texas when they were hot, or USC, or uh, you know Florida had a couple good years, and then you know obviously Alabama. I I see more Alabama A like bumper stickers and window decals when I'm when I'm driving in this area. Like, why would anybody in Illinois or Missouri give a rat's rear end about Alabama, uh, except to, you know, be a bandwagon jumper. Exactly. I, I don't know. Um, Just I, like Patriots fans in Nebraska. And I know NFL's different because there's no NFL team in Nebraska. But, you know, the whole reason I like the Chiefs is because it's the closest team to me. Sure. Yeah, take that, Haas. <laughs> Patriot fan. Well, the Haas likes the Chiefs, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, but he also likes the Patriots. So. Oh, boo-hoo. Right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, poor Haas. Let's let's go. All, let's all go down to the uh, Blue Blood Brewing Company and pour one out for Haas. Um, so we've talked about your favorite Husker or, or Huskers. What is your favorite Husker sports moment? Oh man, right. This is too hard of a question. Now, now I don't I don't want to hear that, Evan, because you've listened to the other episodes. You knew that that question was coming. You should have been prepared. Uh. It must be all the summer school. That's that's effective. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what it is. Well, let, let me let me explain. I've been to over fifty games. Okay, as, like in uh, my my lifetime. Um, Show off. So, <laughs> man. Um, now it it does benefit that you're a student, right? I mean, you can. Yeah, it does. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple like smaller favorite memories that okay. I've had. And then I'm going to give you one from when I went to a road game. And then I, I think probably my absolute favorite. Um, so uh, back in 2000, I think it was 12, um, we played Michigan at home. And that, me and my dad were up in the skybox for that game. And it was just crazy loud. And I remember when Denard Robinson went down. You know, that's probably one of the reasons why we won. But um, – I remember just how electric that stadium felt. And that the same goes for the Miami game in 2014 that, that I was at mm-hmm. and the Oregon game from my freshman year in 2016. Uh, so those are kind of the smaller memories. And then uh, my I'd say my favorite road memory, it would have been the Wisconsin game uh, in 2016 when – we should have won in overtime. I was actually sitting uh, so low, close close to the um, 
field that I couldn't even see that there was pass interference in Jordan Wester camp. So well, you know, I, 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 I just thought that we, you know, we lost because of you know bad play calling and stuff like that. It, it must but, have been it must have been a proximity thing too because the officials down on the field were so close that they couldn't see it either. Apparently, so. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, well, they were they, we were sitting on the opposite end because they were going into the student section. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska was so. Uh, we were sitting in the opposite end zone, and you know we were on like the twelfth row up, so it was, it was hard to see down there. Um, so you know I was walking out uh, from the game, and I got back to my car, was checking Twitter and stuff, and um, see everybody freaking out about how uh, there should have been a pass interference call, and uh, get back to the hotel room, and I'm I'm still just devastated about that. Um, so my, I, I would say probably my favorite Husker memory got to be in the 2014 season. Or not, it, it would have been, yeah, it would have been 2014, right? Uh, the Nebraska-Northwestern game. Oh, okay. And they won the Hail Mary. Um, was that 2014? I think it was 13. Yeah, that was 13. Because we play, we play Northwestern on the road in even years. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going uh, back because yeah, because this was this 2017 was the first year without Westy, and yep. so he would have been a freshman in that, and uh, that would have also been the end of the uh, Ron Kellogg the third yep. era. So the, sh- <laughs> um, the short-lived so Ron Kellogg the third era. My my favorite, uh, I'll go into detail here. My favorite part about that was um, I don't know how many people remember exactly what happened leading up to that hail mary, but there was a fourth down and 15 where we had to get we 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 had to convert and i i don't think we had any timeouts left so um that, wasn't that we, the little dump pass to amir yep and yep. he stretched across the first down marker as he was getting tackled and we ended up get, moving the chains and we kept going uh and you know that's one of the reasons why he was my favorite player he willed himself to just helped this team out so much. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you know how different TVs in the house are, uh, you know, are kind of ahead or behind or sure. whatever. Well, my mom went upstairs. She started making dinner, and uh, she was watching <laughs> on the kitchen TV. And uh, that that TV was a little ahead of us, and me, me and my dad downstairs. Right, and, right. Um. So she saw the Hail Mary happen, and she had to uh, totally muffle her scream so she didn't give it away. <laughs> and uh, when that happened, uh, uh, I, I actually, you know, my 180-pound self jumped in, just jumped into my dad's arms, probably straight his back a ton. But um, we were just jumping up and, down, up and down with excitement. Um, and I would say that that was probably, probably my favorite Husker memory. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I create a new one this year. Uh, my parents and I are going up to the Michigan game Ooh. this year in the big house, so that that should be fun. And then I am taking a road trip with some friends up to Madison again. And uh, you know, you guys can all blame me when we lose this game because what? don't give me that when stuff. I, no, I, I don't want to hear. We it. we always lose. When we play on my birthday, it, you know Missouri 2008, Ohio State 2012, and it's blowouts. 
So, it, you know, I would love to make this a new new favorite memory. All right, I, so I, I would really love it. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell everybody who's ever going out to any contest, be it athletic or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, depths of my soul. <laughs> you either come home a winner or you don't come home. Yep. So if if they lose in Madison or in Ann Arbor, you just better find a place to live, man. Because well, you know, I've back already in this come state. home after that Madison game, so I think I've already broken that rule. <laughs> uh, I meant for 2018. Oh, okay. New, okay, new, new rule starting this year. New, new coach, new era. Yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic, man. I, I love the uh, the memories that are, are like tied to family. Do you happen to remember uh, what your mom made for dinner at the day of that Hail Mary win over? Yeah, I think it was just some of those uh, Tyson, you know, frozen chicken wings or whatever. And, okay, also, uh, you can also blame me for the uh, 2012 Big Ten Championship. Actually, blame my mom. Okay. um, Because I I told my mom back in 2011 you know those ready to bake high v pizzas that uh, that you can get uh over by the deli where it, it's pre-made isn't heated up yet you just have to bake it in the oven for about 20 minutes i no. told my mom that we can never get those pizzas because we always lose when we make those pizzas and sure enough 2012 big 10 championship game mom pulls out a high v pizza starts making it. i'm like well we lost already I like that you're superstitious. I, I also have a little bit of superstition in me as well, so um, it, it's good. It, it's good for the soul. It drives us all a little crazy. It does. Um, I, and I hope, I hope to God that you share this uh, link to, with your folks uh, so that you know you can, it, it, for the world to hear, you threw your mom under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, she she probably wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. She knows. She knows that. Uh, she knows her sins. She knows yeah. her Husker faults. <laughs> well, she knows now that I will literally starve myself before I eat one of those high V pizzas during a game. Will you eat it after the game, regardless of the outcome? Um, I mean, it's pizza you know, and it's there. I don't think we've ever gotten to that point because <laughs> she stopped getting the pizzas. Um, but. I would probably say no, just for the just um, on principle. Yeah, on the on the principle of things. All right, all right. Uh, I don't know your mom's name. All right, Mrs. Weeby. <laughs> no more Hyvee pizzas. Period. Get 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 some get some. Uh, I'll tell you what. Don't get tombstones. Uh, DiGiorno's are okay. But you gotta get the Totinos, man. Those are like the. Sometimes I, you can get those for a dollar. I'm gonna Man, hang up. Those, I'm gonna those hang are up on great right college pizzas. Okay. Oh yeah, college. But your mom's not in college. J- okay, Jack's pizzas. Then those are a little <laughs> bit more expensive. <laughs> I'm glad they were scraping the bottom of the pizza barrel, <laughs> the frozen pizza those, barrel. You know the the cheaper frozen pizzas are better, man. I'm gonna have to politely disagree. You know we're gonna have to run a poll on this. Okay. coordination i i will include a poll it folks if you are listening to this and you have done it through one of the uh, numerous podcast apps that you can listen to the five heart podcast be it uh, i or apple podcast now or stitcher or google play or podbean 
or anywhere else, or maybe if you're one of the two people who listen on jitterymonkey.com or more likely <laughs> uh, the, the people who might just pull up the coordination link, vote in the poll. I'm going to have a, a selection of about five different frozen pizzas. Select your best. Uh, this poll is going to run for a few days, maybe till the middle of the week. Uh, I'm curious because Evan and I are not going to be settling this debate. We're leaving <laughs> it in your hands. Um, I'm going to say. Watch me get utterly destroyed. You know what? I I think those Totinos might be a sleeper. I they I, are. I, I, they're not I'm bad. I'm telling you, man. They're not bad. They're good. They're not. They're not bad, but they're not the best. I think they'll have a strong showing and finish second. Um, so anyway, that's uh, be looking for the poll. Speaking of coronation, our final question for Evan. I say our. It, it's just me. Um, how did you? Uh, how did it come about that you started writing and contributing for coordination? So uh, I just saw a tweet from, I guess, John last year uh, that basically was wondering if anybody wanted to join the team. Um, and he said, you know what, even if you have no experience, just hit me up. And so I messaged him on Facebook. And, of course, you know, I haven't – I've written, like, what, five articles for you guys in a year. But I, I, do, I do have an excuse uh, the fall semester, I was working with Husker Vision, so that took about six months out right. where I couldn't write for you guys. Um, but I am hoping that once the fall hits, um, right now I'm super busy, once the fall hits that I'm going to really be able to start churning out articles. Um, I would love to get more into the basketball side of things and the baseball side of things. Um, and hopefully, especially once I'm out of college, I can start contributing a ton more. And, and that's so the thing, you know, John is very forgiving. Um, he is. <laughs> as far as, as, you know, how much you contribute or, or, you know, if you... Brian and I had a podcast years ago, like 2013, 2012, something like that, called, mm-hmm. uh, for Coronation, called Detasseling the Huskers. And it was a mailbag show. Uh, people, you know, tweeted us their questions or, or, you know, sent them on Facebook and we answered questions. And... We'd like to do that here on on the Five Heart Podcast, but nobody ever asks questions, so we just roll on. Um, but but we did that for a while, and then I don't know if it, we, we I don't want to say we got burned out, but we it, scheduling became an issue. I, I think that was about the time that uh, uh, Brian's little girl was born. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so it just became like ah, we could record, but it's ten o'clock, and we'd rather sleep. You know, uh, you know, so. We, we let it go by the wayside and I, we didn't do anything until football season 2016 and the whole time you know like I'm still getting the email this is this this was before the the coordination slack chat room but I'm still in the email chain I'm still you know piping in on the emails but I'm not writing anything I'm not contributing anything you know on the site mm-hmm. I might might pop in occasionally for like a roundtable discussion but that was yeah you know but i was brought in to be a podcaster because that was my radio background uh so when we started up this podcast in like i said in 2016 uh we only had one little one little off time uh when we couldn't really find anything to talk about in like the summer of 2017 and you know a little bit before that towards about the end of baseball season you know like the the really really quiet months like like a year ago give or take um, mm-hmm. But after we started it back up, you know, regularly, just before the football season of 2017, 
it's been a weekly show. We've only missed one, Haas and I, um, because we couldn't get our schedule synced up. And it's like, ah, it's the off season, and I'm tired. Let's just, let's just, we'll, we'll skip this week. No one we'll will skip notice. A week. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I, I have fun with it, um, and Haas is is great, and I'm enjoying the cross examination and getting to know you, Evan, because this is really the first time that we've talked yeah it you know, is uh, and you know this was this was the cross-examination name and concept all credit goes to Hoss Reuter so uh, everybody you can at him at Hoss Reuter and uh, Evan uh, as, as we wrap things up you what's your social media uh, you on Twitter you, the, the fans can find you yeah yeah um, my t- my Twitter handles at Weeby um, it's W-I-E-B-E I before E, except after C, remember that. Um, and then, so Weeby underscore in the city comes from uh, the song "Do the John Wall." So, so, okay, okay. I I got off in my brain when you when you said I before E, except after C, because then I went like, or was sounding like A is in neighbors and way, and a weekends and holidays and all throughout May. <laughs> Uh, and you always be wrong, no matter what you say. That's a, a comedian, Brian Regan. I yep. highly, highly recommend his stuff. Uh, so, again, hit us with uh, – we know it's W-I-E-B-E, and hit me with yep. the rest of it. Underscore in the city. Weeby underscore in the city. All right. Yep. Um, did you have a good time? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love doing podcasts. Would you recommend it to your friends? Yes, I will tell all my friends to listen to you. And you're going to share it with your mom and dad? Sure, I will. I, I, I really want to know what your mom's feedback is after listening <laughs> to this. I'll, like, I'll post it in the, the Slack room. Sweet. Um, you know how we end the podcast every week? Nope. You don't make it to the end of the show, Evan? No, usually I fall asleep. <laughs> well, that is... Not that, not, that, not that you're boring. That I is a like ringing podcast before I, uh, before I go to bed. And you don't go back and like find out what you missed? I'm too lazy, to be honest. Oh, Evan. Okay, <laughs> so we end the show. I say a little thing, and then I say, go Big Red. And Haas usually says, like right now, he says, win the damn off season." Um, so I'm going to say my little thing, and then I'm going to say, uh, go Big Red. And then I just need you to say, with gusto, win the damn off season." All right. So, hey, you got to cut me some slack, though. I'm I'm a college student. College students are super hardworking, but they're also super lazy. <laughs> well, I was going to – when you said slack, I'm like, well, if you're a college student, slacker is already implied. So. <laughs> I kid. Yeah. I kid. Obviously, you're, you're trying to get to, uh, two degrees or, or, or you know, finish up yeah. two, two yeah. majors in, in three years. That's impressive stuff. Uh, keep, keep working on schoolwork. It, contrary to what John would say – actually, he'd probably agree uh, – your degrees and everything's – probably a little bit more important than the coordination stuff we appreciate what you can do when time allows but uh, uh keep keep your nose to the grindstone and uh and finish up those degrees and then you'll have more time for fun when it's all said i and will done. i will all right that is evan weeby and i am greg mahachko and this has been another cross-examination on coordination.com and the five heart podcast again a reminder you can find us on uh, most of your podcast apps at least the ones that i know about Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast. David McGee still is is uh, trumpeting that one. 
okay, cool, David. Come on the show, buddy. We we miss you too. Um, but anyway, uh, rate and review, share it, and uh, let people know. Hey, we're all Husker fans, and and uh, you know let let your Husker fan friends know about it. Uh, throw that retweet out when you see the official uh, tweet from the coordination or the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, you know Twitter feeds. That's how we that's how we grow this. Uh, that's how we get more listeners. That's how we hopefully bring a better product to you. We're doing the best we can. I think it's pretty good. I have fun. Haas has fun. Uh, even, well, maybe not in the emergency room in Branson, but maybe. You never know. You never know. Uh, I, I really don't know what the hell Haas is doing in Branson. But uh, for Haas, who's not with us tonight, myself and our guest, uh, Evan Weeby, we remind you this week and every week that Five Hearts is all the heart you need. Go Big Red. Win the damn offseason. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.